Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidt, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? I'm great, thank you. Very well, thank you. Very well. There's a lot of images in my head at the moment about cenotes. Do you know what a cenote is? No. I know the word. They're like um, collapsed caves that are all around where we're going in Mexico that you can swim in and they've got crystal clear water. That's right. Could be fish and turtles and all kinds of loveliness in them. My secret naughtiness uh, has uh, shown me some before. Why? What's he found in there? So they filled up, but at the time that they were being used, they were Mayan. The Mayans were in there doing horrible sacrifices and whatever. I think he was trying to work out what knocked off the Mayans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah the so there's, yeah. there's cenotes that they used to sacrifice in and they look a bit green and yucky. There's one called the car wash cenote because taxi drivers used to wash their car yeah, back amazing. before people thought cenotes were cool or Instagrammers. <laughs> Made Sonotes cool. I mean, I'm sure that locals all knew they were cool. We should probably introduce ourselves. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanny. And I'm Clarky. And together we are Trial, Trial by, by Wine. <laughs> and what are you drinking? Uh, same old, same old. We got to another big, bottle of Big Red Duck Sangiovese, delicious. Duck. Uh, I think, as I yeah. mentioned, we've been travelling a lot and we haven't had any chance to wine shop, so. Oh, you may have mentioned it. Oh, well, let me know if I haven't and I'll tell you all about it. I'm still on the chutneys. Swanee, have you got yourself a fresh DC or? I oh, know, I've got sparkling water now. <laughs> that is very beautiful. All right. All right, I'm going to tell a story now. And Good. My sources for today are Wikipedia, crimelibrary.com, murderpedia.org, allthatsinteresting.com, francisfarmersrevenge.com and listverse.com, which is actually where I first found this and then I had to do a little bit of work to get Where did you find it originally? Listverse. So it's, it's, a, it's, one of the, it's a website full of listicles. What are they? List- listicles? You know, top ten oh, this, that, that top sounds like that, another word. You know. Oh, right. Is that like testicles are, you know, top ten tests? Yes, that's exactly what it's like, yes. (laughs) Or the top ten testicles. And also, also, is this about someone that Francis Farmer knew or is this? No, I don't know who Francis Farmer was and why they're feeling like they have to revenge, they're vengeful. Yeah, I don't understand that. But it just was one of the sources, so I thought I'd quote it. I'm also going to go back, take us back in the timey whiny machine, but this time we're going a little bit further. Last episode we're at 1974. Today we are in 1880 when Valberger Barbara Bush was born. Not 1770. No, 1880. You know there's a place in Australia called 1770? Is that when it was founded? We had a bicentenary in 1988, which was 1788, and 1770 is a place in Queensland. Back to the story. Is it? Fascinating. Being back in the olden days, it's not clear whether, and I'll say her name again because you're clearly distracted, Valberger Barbara Korschel, whether she was born in Germany or or in the US. Her name was Valberger, well, it's spelled Valberger, but I'm pretty sure it would be pronounced Valberger. Valberger Barbara Korschel. Her first name. 
Yes. Oh. And so her child would be Valberga Dottier. Or I was going to say, they got a bit confused with the whole thing and gave her a surname <laughs> as a first name. Is, is she more Wahlberg than Marky Mark? She is, I think, yes. That's why she's yes. Wahlberger. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Now, I'm unsure whether she was born in Germany or she was born in the US, but she did grow up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in a community of German immigrants. And basically and that's that all that matters. Because yeah, well, they immigrated somewhere very close to when she was born. So she could have been born here in the US, sorry. Like myself, she worked at the age of 12. Though instead of wiring light things. <laughs> what sort of work was that? I was, that? I, was, I was about to say where you do work and I thought, I can't say that. No, no, no. Not, no, 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 I wasn't no. working there at 12. But I was working in a factory wiring light fittings. But she was working in a textile mill. She got on very well so with fun. everyone and people. Yeah, and pe- well, pretty much. And people thought she was an attractive young lady. She caught the eye. Is this of really the your owner. story, Schmitty? This sounds mm-hmm. so far it's not sounds my exactly story. like you. It's a story I'm telling. Everyone liked you. You were an attractive lady. Oh, look at you. No, that's about where the comparisons between myself and Valberger. I'm going to watch for more similarities, I think, just to see. You can try, but no, I think that's where it is. I've got a friend named Frances Farmer. She's going well with everyone. <laughs> and she caught the eye of the mill owner who was Fred William Osterreich. Oh, sorry, Osterreich, Osterreich. Though it does sound like ostrich and looks like ostrich, means Eastern Realm and is also the oldie wildy name for Austria. And he was a German immigrant who was also a few, who, sorry, who was a few years older than Valberger. And at this point, I'm going to introduce the fact that Val, Valberger had a nickname which I'm now going to call her for the rest of the story, which was Dolly. Goodness me. Yeah. No, she, let me guess, she had no parents? She had parents, but it's much easier for me to say Dolly than Valberger all the way through the show. That's why it's not clear where she was born because she's got no parents. She's genetic. She was born in a laboratory. Dolly she was the not sheep. a clone of a sheep. She is a German immigrant. She did have parents and they sent her out to work. But anyway, Fred liked the look of young Dolly. Remember, she was 12 when she started oh, working there. No. And they were married when she was 17. She started working there oh. at 12. It doesn't mean that he was bothering her. Probably he bothered her after her first menses. I mean, it's, it's obviously anyway. Oh, I made that bit oh. up. But, you know, it was 1892 at this point. Anything could have happened. I oh, know, right? I mean, I, I climbed on her sisters, but they weren't as good as she was, so I settled oh with her. Now, I tried to find out how it was that Fred, who is only three years older than Dolly, so he would have been 15 when she was 12 working there, but he was reported all the time as the owner of the mill who hired all these other immigrants, and I'm not quite sure how a 15-year-old German immigrant ends up owning a mill, but apparently he did, and I couldn't find anything on it, so I'm going to assume his parents. He's a high achiever. Business. I mean, Doogie Hauser was a doctor, so. If you want yeah. to know how daggy I am, stands. I found the. How daggy are you? I'm very daggy, and oh, I found a report. Do tell. I want to know. I want to know how daggy you are. I want to know how daggy that you are. It was like the Milwaukee Historical Society had this 100-page document about the history of Milwaukee at the time, and it did talk about having this, you know, Polish 
and German immigrants and the establishment of the industry of the areas because I was trying to find Is some this how daggy you are? To who owned this. <laughs> yes, that's how, how daggy I am. So I was just like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But a, I spent some time trying to work it out. No, I know. I, I read a bit of it and then I stopped. Even I have got other things to do with my life. Fred <laughs> was reportedly either a miserly and Puritan type or a hard-drinking workaholic or possibly both. The one thing that was consistent was he wasn't well-liked. Oh. He was very well, driven. Was very successful and very engaged. Exactly. I know. Yeah. And, and I think the millmeister. And the millmeister. <laughs> he was very driven with the mill and he went around yelling at the staff to do a better job and work harder because he was a millmeister. That's right. What happened was that this was offset by Dolly, who was acting as his forewoman because obviously oh, good they, cop, bad but, cop. Yeah, yeah, oh. and they were in a relationship, and so she interceded in disputes and she smoothed the feathers of those who were affronted by Fred. Not only was Dolly more socially advanced than Fred, she was more socially advanced, and she was what twelve? No, sorry, seventeen. Well, no, 18. she's seventeen when they no. marry, so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna move she's on been from around. there. No, just more that she got on better with people. She just people yeah. liked her more. She also seemed to have a massive sexual appetite and oh. was reputed to have had a <gasps> slew was sleeping of lovers. with the whole factory. Pretty much. She had oh. a, she was reputed to have a slew of lovers from pretty much the start of the marriage. And I think it's fair to from say the Dolly. The start of the marriage. Correct. Oh. Yes, correct. But we don't think that Dolly married yeah. Fred for love probably more for his money and the respectability of the marriage. But she <gasps> also was a woman with needs and Fred just did not seem able to meet them. Does that happen? That you marry for respectability. People marry for, for money, not for in, love. In 1880. Not in this Well, sorry. Yeah, but not nowadays, surely. Oh, yeah, I think in some cultures people do. I married for money. I've before. seen did I say I've that seen out the now? story of a, <laughs> I've seen the story. <laughs> I was going to say I've seen the story of Ivanka Trump. <laughs> no, even worse, the other one. Ivanka's one uh, thing, but um, Melania. Melania. Melania is the, the bigger dog digger. Oh, I yeah, say she's a gold digger, but I am. <laughs> so they had a son named Raymond in 1900, but sadly Raymond passed away in 1910. So he was only 10 years old. He said. Uh, not sure. Um, he he got ill, so probably shock. tuberculosis or nineteen hundred disease. Yeah, that is TB. Same thing. Maybe, yeah. Consumption be done about it. Yeah, no, that is TB. Dolly was understandably heartbroken at the loss of her son. So in nineteen thirteen, so at the age of thirty three, Dolly met Otto Sunhuber. A 17-year-old. I was going to say Otto Titsley and she liked that. He meant her had nothing to get very worked up about. His adventures were famous. Twelve famous in bleachers seen to the opera at least twice a week. Okay. One night at the opera, he saw an Aida. Whose bus was so big, and I beat her. I got it off, she watched her fall into the pit. Way down by the way, the most terrible shit. Oh my God, there she goes. Aerodynamically, she goes a mess. I know I bowled a diva line comatose amongst the reeds. When he finally got a Anyway, can we stop that? Thanks. That's no. what happens when you dress me in drag in my 
younger years. Yes. Otto Titzling, a 17-year-old singer sewing machine repairman <laughs> who had gone to the mill to fix some of the machinery, that's where he met Dolly. And she liked the look of our Otto, who was described as a slight and slender young man. He may have reminded her of her beloved Raymond and asked Otto to come to her house to... Raymond, her son. ...to fix her sewing to be machine. Clean. A ruse... And uh-huh. a euphemism. <laughs> now, I read one account. Well, actually, I read it in a couple of places, but who knows how we could possibly have this information. So I'm not sure if it was totally imagined or where they got it from, possibly from the film The Graduate. Dolly answers the door <gasps> when Otto, come, Otto Titzling knocks on the door. Dolly answers it wearing a silk robe and slippers and nothing else. Well, I laugh because absolutely, like today, the tradies show up. I've got my microfiber (laughs) jammy pants on. I've got my bathrobe on. I'm shuffling around in my Uggs. I'm not quite the tempestuous of seduction of that Dolly was in this set, but you know, I just think, well, I wear, I do that sometimes, but not quite the same way. So she leads Otto up to the stairs. To her bedroom because that's where she does her sewing. Her that's where sleeve. her sewing machine is, right? And while he works on the machine, and that's not a euphemism, he actually is trying to fix this machine, she sat on the bed opposite him talking to him. Every time he looked up, her robe had become a little bit more undone, exposing her no. lovely lady lumps to his vaginal <laughs> Tony tells the story oh. when he was quite young and not quite as good with the ladies as he is now. There was a woman at work and she was all in white and he said, you look really vaginal today. For our listeners, you must realise that Tony, that experience was in 1960. So saying you look virginal today oh. would have got you a slap in the face and in trouble. But in the 60s, it was still disgusting, but he didn't mean anything by it. But it was worse when he said you look vaginal. Virginal's not disgusting, is it? Oh, it's it's objectifying and sexualising women. It makes a fuss about whether you've had sex or not. So, you know, it, it's shut up. Just shut up. It's <laughs> a good point you make. No, I don't want to get cancelled. I think having other things I would have said before that would have got me cancelled. Looking at our ratings, we're already cancelled. <laughs> cancelled. We got cancelled a while ago. So cancel culture sounds so much better with an Aussie accent. It does, doesn't it? Do you, do you think that's what's happened to us, Schmitty? No, I don't We've think been so. I just think, I think we just have a no, very select uh, <laughs> listener base and thank you very much for Following. continuing yep. with us. So her robe comes undone, exposing her lovely lady loves <gasps> to his virginal gaze. Were they lovely? Probably. Eventually, uh, I'll talk about them later, pro- probably. He, she like, he doesn't get the hint. So she literally Motorboats open, lies back on oh. the bed. No, she lies back on the bed. No. It's, I mean, if, if ever there was a come hither pose, it's that. Oh. And he finally gets the hint and thus starts an intense love affair between the two of them. Otto Titzling would visit regularly while Fred was at work at the mill and they allegedly got jiggy with it all the time. Otto I'm loving the song references. saying there was this one time at band camp yes. where they did it at least eight times in one day. Mm. Wow. Ooh, with a flute? To quote Madonna, my bottom hurts just thinking about it. 
Or at least my perineum. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> that escalated very quickly, Schmitty. This is a very racy oh, no. story. Oh, perineum. Perineum. Eight times in one day. You've got to be sore after that. So Dolly, gagging for it, would cry off work sick and secretly visit Otto or he would go to her house for their assignations. I think you need to put of a course. retrofitter warning into this. It's quite racy. Quite racy. <laughs> it's racy. Make sure you've had two it's coffees before you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the neighbours, nosy neighbours, kept an eye on things and were a bit suspicious of this young man showing up all the time and they happened to mention it to Fred. Dolly... When confronted by Fred, shrugged it off, saying that some annoying book salesman had been bothering her, but she told him to rack off, and Fred accepted that. Take my rack off. The increased scrutiny, though, did not cool Dolly's ardour. It just meant she had to come up with a more subtle way to access Otto. And did it make him ardour too, Dolly? I think she did. <laughs> yeah, he was ard. He had the ardour all the time. Got rid of Fred? No, she didn't get rid of Fred. She doubled down and went harder. Yeah, in some ways you could say that. The picture I had in my head is if you were to cross flowers in the attic with the diary of Anne Frank, you might be in the right ballpark. Oh, so she kept him somewhere. Did she keep him as a... Oh, she kept him. Yeah. Jesus, she was a hornbag. Dolly moved Otto into the attic. (gasps) It's misery. Now, it's consensual. She moves him into the attic of her house, which... I love this. You know how European houses have a lot and big houses have a loft hatch? The loft hatch for this attic was over a closet in her bedroom. Perfect. So the access to this attic is through the closet in her bedroom. It's like the lion and go as he likes. Oh, hello, darling. Arslan. It's like the lion and the witch in the wardrobe. Arslan. Yeah, who's Arslan or something like that? Yeah, Aslan. I, I think it's a little less Ars, darling. A little bit more Ars. Aslan. I know Shmini's got you going, so but you're going to need to dial it back a little. <laughs> I thought, are you trying to pronounce their surname, the Austrians? No, I had that all wrong. No. Arslan, yeah. I thought it was something to do with sign language. Not Auslan. <laughs> it's an allegorical story of, about Jesus Christ, if you don't mind. Oh, so I didn't know that. That's all right. Anywho. No offense. <laughs> if you don't mind. Good chat, ladies. Well done. So like Anne Frank and her family, he wasn't allowed to make any noise at night, but not because he was trying to avoid capture by the Nazis, because he was trying not to alert Fred to his presence. Now, Otto was fine with the arrangement. It meant he had to quit his job, but he got free food, board and bonks and it gave him more time to pursue his true passion of writing. Free food, board and bonks. Is that a new Airbnb slogan? <laughs> You're clearly loving the way I wrote I'm this I'm loving book. it. Yeah, you've nailed it. Also, he wasn't. He was not a social person. So being secluded away oh, in an attic days. with pretty free access to Dolly Ostrich was a pretty good setup for him. I think he's what you'd call pussy whipped if he's happy to be up in the attic and live up there, right? I think you're probably right on that one. Yeah, it's not even MP, is it? No, it's like I don't even, WP, no, I don't even, is like it magic? whipping pussy. Uh, MP is about yeah. an ugly person yes, who yeah. shocks you that they could get anyone and yet they seem to be pulling all the blokes. Okay. How much older is she than he? Oh, the math, 16 years. Right, and what Oh. But she's in her early 30s, so she probably was looking fine. She's like, double his age. Yeah, yeah, almost double his age. 
So Otto Titzling has a bed, a chamber pot, a lamp and paper and pens and some books. And he's an inventor. Um, <laughs> and that, leave your kids. That's all he's got. <laughs> leave the kids to keep themselves really? occupied. Here's some crayons. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. What pain. does he need? What does an artist need? He doesn't need anymore. He's a simple man. He's a simple man. That's all he needs. And at one point he was pretty annoyed that being situated over the master bedroom meant that he <sighs> could hear it when Dolly and Fred partook in conjugal activities. She was such He complained to Dolly, but she had to explain that he, she couldn't really deny Fred his marital rights, even though Otto was her secret naughtiness. In the I don't area. like it when he puts his two diddy in my cha-cha, but, you know, here we both are. Apparently she said to Fred at one point, keep it down, someone might hear us. And he's like, who's going to hear us? And she's like, oh, okay. Oh, and she's she really? Thinking, oh, just my lover. Yeah, Just yeah. up there above. I'll, just I'll above make it on stowed in the attic. Yeah. But. I think he got used to it and he probably just screwed up some of his scrap paper and put it in his ears so he didn't have to hear Did it. Did he soak it first? Probably. In his own urine. Oh! All he had up there. He didn't have a sink. <laughs> he didn't have a sink. He didn't have a spit. Didn't he say saliva? He literally had a chamber Listeners, pot. I was doing very bed, clear gestures about lamp. putting the paper in his mouth. <laughs> As I said, Schmitty. in his own <laughs> You're on the naughty mat. That's not okay. <laughs> Would have been available. Anyway, <laughs> just using the resources that were available to him at You're the time. You're so practical. <laughs> so the situation goes on for ages and Dolly ended up putting a lock on the loft door so that Fred couldn't access it when she wasn't there, telling him it was to protect her first because he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I want to put my furs somewhere safe. And whenever she and Fred left for the day or night, she'd unlock the hatch so that Titzling could go downstairs and feast on cheese, rye bread, and liverwurst. Feast, feast on cheese. What a feast! Oh, it would be to me. My Hungarian roots. I'm like, yum. I've got liverwurst. That and some bread. I'd be happy. And whatever, whatever else, very Germanic. But not your traditional feast. I mean, you could eat a lot of it. I'm not sure you could feast on it. You know, where's all the grapes and legs of lamb and. He does eat a leg of lamb in the future, don't worry. I'm guessing he was also able to wash and sort out his chamber pot situation when they were out of the house. And he also, this is one of my favourite parts, I think I'm thinking of getting one of these for myself, did household chores, cleaning, dusting, peeling vegetables, did a whole lot of stuff. Oh, God, he's great. She's paying him in food and board and bonks, remember? That's how he's being looked after. Yeah, no, no, but I just thought Fred might then have had a a reason to... Fred didn't know he was there. No, but he's cutting his veggies. He doesn't know that. He's assuming that Dolly's doing it. So the ostriches, or what are they called? Osterikes. Ostriches. Didn't have any servants, so even though they were very wealthy. So as long as Otto stays in the house, but the whole point is no one's there to see this guy skulking right, around okay. the house. Oh, yeah. that sorry. That's where you're going with that. There's no one around. So about a year into this arrangement, wow. Fred starts to complain about some odd noises. <gasps> In an impressive feat of gaslighting, Dolly dismissed Fred's claims of hearing voices, seeing shadows moving, and on one occasion when Fred distinctly heard a man clear his throat, she told him, you're imagining it. There's no such noise. No such thing. Then on hearing another sound from above and exclaiming, "I, I didn't imagine that, she said, oh, it's probably a rat or a mouse. And you know what? The real problem is you drink too much. Oh, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. True. Seriously, though, if there were rats in the ceiling, her furs were in real danger. Good point you make. Otto was imagining a life on the South Seas and wrote stories which Dolly posted off to magazines for him 
in the hope of getting them printed. Clearly, he got a few rejected, like all budding writers, but eventually he did have some printed in some magazines, you know, pulp fiction stuff, which cheered him up an awful lot. Now, I work with a guy who says, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. And some accounts I read had no references, so I don't know if they're true or they're embellishments. So for the sake of this next bit, let's assume it could be either, but it certainly makes for a good story. That's the main thing. I'm just saying, who knows if this is true or not. From an account by Alan Hind, whoever he is, one (laughs) night Fred was out in his garden and when he looked up at the attic, what do you think he saw? Um, Otto tossing off. Otto Titzling. No, just Otto Titzling, inventor and kraut, standing at the window. Did he have something to get very worked up about? (laughs) He did after this. The men locked eyes and then Otto jumped back away from view. God damn it, Fred yelled as he raced into his home. I knew somebody was up there in the attic. I just saw something moving at the window. All right, Dolly said. I'll go up to the attic and investigate. I'll go up, her husband said. I'll go up, Dolly repeated. It's going to be a fight. Fight, fight, fight. No, they didn't fight. He's just easily bossed around by the look of it. When she came back down, she expressed concern for her husband's mental condition. Fred, you've been working too oh, hard at the domestic fact- abuse. I can't, I can't, can't do your Austrian accent. I'm just trying to think of how to do it. Oh, yeah, she's, she's German. German. Oh, mein Handy. Oh, my problem, <laughs> my problem with a German accent is it all sounds very homosexual. <laughs> oh, Fred, have you, have you never heard um, Stephen Fry do oh, this? Mein no, oh, mein Handy. It's Fry. like, where's my phone? Oh, oh mein Handy. Mm, mein Handy. <laughs> Fred, you've been working too hard at the factory, she said in a caring voice, not Stephen Fry's voice. You're seeing things. Promise me you'll go to a doctor. Fred agreed and he went to the doctor who told him to take things a bit easier and gave him some drugs. Yeah. So she just gaslights him the whole time. Otto lived in the attic for around five years, (gasps) writing his stories sneaking around and continuing his love affair with Dolly. And if I haven't made this clear, he literally cannot leave that room while they're in the house. When she's at work or Fred's at work and she's home, she's he's downstairs bonking her. If they if Fred and her go out, he gets a bit of a chance out. But otherwise he's pretty much trapped Does in the Does he go situation. a bit cray cray? No, no, no. He just Is there a it. toilet in the attic? He's good. He's got everything he needs. He's got a chamber pot. No. So one night... <laughs> In 1918, Fred and Dolly went out for the night, but they ended up having a fight and Fred went home early. Uh Uh-oh. He found Otto eating food at his kitchen table. Feasting on cheese and bread and liverwurst. A leg of lamb. (gasps) Oh, Oh, I see. A leg of lamb. I knew there was more. I knew it. You can't feast without a leg of lamb. There is no way that we could have another person in this house if they were eating from our food supplies and someone not noticed within a day. A day. Really? Probably half a day. Someone would go. Hang on a minute. Oh, Oh, the amount of food that we go through and the amount of, as the person who buys it, absolutely. Because those (laughs) glass bottles went very quickly. That's the point, though, because Fred wouldn't have been. Yeah, he probably didn't have to go to a fridge or do anything like that. He probably had it all served. She served everything to him. Correct. So, yeah. He would have known where he was. Otto peeled all the veggies and probably prepared all the food, too. Yeah. Aha. So, as the person who buys all the food, if you were to stash somebody in the attic, would anyone know? Because you could just buy a bit no, extra. No, not in this household. 
I say quite regularly, I could walk past Tony in a hula skirt with my tits out when he's watching football and he wouldn't even <laughs> notice me. There's so many times that he just is oblivious to anything I do. There's no way he would notice if I stashed a person in the attic. <laughs> it's not big enough, I've got to say. We don't have an attic. Person, the person in the attic or the attic? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, in the market for a new one. <laughs> it's just not big enough. I did say earlier I wouldn't mind one of these. It does all the housework. Oh. Anyway, so. I'd love it. Poor old Otto is caught red-handed with the lamb roast at, at the kitchen table. And, of course, Fred thinks he's just some weird vagabond who's he's been scrounging food right. from them and broken yeah. in. So he chucks him out and he had no idea that Otto had been living in his <gasps> Does he really? So he's seen him yeah, yeah. He's, and he's, now he's, he's seen him, him in his Throws him out. And he thinks he's a vagabond. Eating at his kitchen table. Fred. Yeah, yeah, he thinks he's just someone Fred. who keeps breaking in and. But that would yeah, be what you've you got to think, oh, that's the person who's living in my house. Oh, so that's Fred. Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but also he's seen him, so maybe he would. Yeah, 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 but it did fit him because he oh. said, see, I told you someone's been here eating stuff and doing stuff, oh, you know. Oh, right, okay. God, Fred, sharpen your tool, mate. Anyway, so as a result of this, though, Otto doesn't feel like he can go back into the attic, understand? Really? Oh, that's so, big of you. Yeah. Good on well, you, mate. Well, neither does Dolly. It's like the jig is almost oh, up, so it's right, getting yeah. too too dangerous. So what happens then is Otto, Dolly tells Otto to go to California and she gives him money because he hasn't needed any money up until now because he doesn't go to any shops. So she's been it getting worked. the money that he's earning from his stories that are being published. Oh. Not, she's not been spending it. Fred's okay. mega rich, right? She doesn't need Otto's money. Okay. What does she so need she from Otto? His money is <laughs> deep. His liverwurst. His liverwurst. His liverwurst. Hopefully without yeah. the cheese. Oh, I do love liverwurst. Uh, no, I love it. So he gets the money that is earned from, I'm talking about the actual product liverwurst. I'm not talking sure, about yeah. it. It's a euphemism. Thanks for clarifying. Anyway, and then, liverwurst. <laughs> just, just so you know. So he gets the money from his stories and then he when he go he goes to California because remember they're in Milwaukee in Wisconsin and um, he gets a job as a porter in an apartment complex. So he's kind of doing some stuff there. But Dolly, of course, can't deal with this. So she convinces Fred that they need to move to LA. Oh. And eventually Fred, who is a little bit easily persuaded by Dolly, agrees. Dumb, I would say at this point. <laughs> and they go off to LA to find a house to buy. And Dolly insists on making the decision on the house as she's looking for one with her. Attic. Hey, That's right. There you go. Apparently it was actually quite hard to find. There aren't many houses with attics in LA. Right. And at this, as this goes on, while she's house hunting and looking around and Dolly and Otto are carrying on their affair, although they're doing it normally now and they're renting hotels probably by the hour, the old-fashioned way. So they're out having their little trysts but doing it like – Normal adulterous people. <laughs> Not in the attic. Eventually Dolly does find a nice large home with an attic on North Street St Andrew's Place. In an oh, I thought you were going to say, what was that um, right. What was that house when we did The Watcher? Cecil what was that? Something, something in the oh, avenue? I thought it was in Cecil Hotel. Oh. Or the Boulevard? I'm getting, I thought you were going to talk about the Cecil oh. Hotel like in Skid Row. I, I think I was... So drunk when we did that episode that I probably had a memory block like we were talking about in the last episode. Let's assume it was either the House of the Watcher or the Cecil Hotel. They set up housekeeping, although that house I'm pretty sure did have an attic. Fred and Dolly move in and set up the house and Otto moved into the attic, obviously when Fred's (laughs) not around to notice it. 
taking his bed, his chamber pot, his lamp uh, and his other stuff. But I think the attic is not over their bedroom now, so he's even allowed a typewriter. Oh, so he can do his stories. That's nice. Yeah, well, he can because she. What was happening was she actually he would write the stories in the past, give them to her, and she would type them up for him and send them off to the publishing houses. Later, he would say that he was willing to live cooped up in attics in order to be near the only person in the entire world who cared whether Otto Titzling Sanhuber lived or died. <laughs> he went well. That's probably because no one realised that. He was Otto alive. was alive because he disappeared into an attic. Yes. Although I did read that he was an orphan. He'd been adopted by the Sun Herbers, um, and I'm not sure what happened to his parents. The Titzlingers. The Titzlingers. <laughs> Titzlingers, I think, is the right word for it. And the Titzlinger daughters. He then went back to his routine of sexy times with Dolly and writing and, of course, doing the housework during the day and even made bathtub gin. What is bathtub gin? Mm. It's because in Prohibition you couldn't buy gin, so they oh, would just make, make it in the bar. Oh, just like moonshine. Ethanol. Oh, I thought you meant, some, in the I thought you meant there was yeah, something basically. they did at sexy time. Hey, honey, let's do some bath time oh, gin. No, well, <laughs> they, they probably just had some bath time gin. Bath tub you gin. You like make gin with me? When they had their sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're bath bombs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unbelievably, this now goes on for another four years. What? So at this time, at this point, Otto the has been resident now? in an attic of, not quite, but Otto <laughs> has been resident in an attic of, sort of you know, in various residence for nearly nine years. He, he must be a bit pasty. He, he was very pasty, apparently. And yes. Nine. And, and Frank's got his when he started. Now, Want to read his diaries? No, no. He, he was seventeen. He was seventeen when they met, and so healthy been, this relationship. So he's well, so healthy. He's twenty six. It's oh, like a reverse oh. Fritzel, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, sort of. Um, oh, this isn't even the crime. Let me get. To and the I crime. know, of course. What? Got to get to Murderpedia. It's just normal life. This is not the crime. Yes. Dolly and Fred's marriage had started to break down. No way. Oh. Oh. That's I know. Sense. With Fred drinking oh, more sad. and more and the two of them arguing. That's sad. Yeah. And in August 1922, things came to a head. The Osterreichs, the Osterreich, Ostriches. had been out for oh, the, the evening. I actually looked up how to pounce it before you laugh at for me. Everyone again, who's, and it for is everyone who's struggling to keep I up with shit. The Osterreichs. It's, it's still the Ostriches. Or the ostriches, as I like to call them, <laughs> had been out for the evening and they were fighting when they got home. Oh, like ostrich fighting, like kicking. Oh, I think he's going to go in and, and defend them. Their wings. No, at this point, I think they were just having a bit of a a bit of a screaming match. Otto, of course, heard the carry on from his position in the attic. He then heard a la- loud thud and the sound of Dolly screaming, so he thought Fred was beating. No, her. But she's punched the fuck out of Actually, him. Actually, she just slipped on a throw oh. rug. Oh, no, she slipped on a throw rug. Otto, worrying that poor old Dolly was being beaten, grabbed two point two five caliber guns and rushed down the stairs. <gasps> he because one gun wouldn't have done the job. According to the stories told by both Dolly and Otto, Fred recognized Otto as the culprit he'd found in his home eating the leg of lamb <coughs> and flew into a rage, attacking Otto, grabbing for the guns and then putting his hands around Otto's neck. Oh, yes, oh, yes, He's oh, like, yes, they're both, oh, yes, they're both, oh, yes, they're both. Reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Oh, yes, they're both reach for the gun, for the gun. 
And, of course, one or both guns went off. You've done this before. Yes. And in this, you know, scrabbly state, one or both of the guns went off and Otto, panicking, pulled the trigger again and again, shooting Fred a total of three times, including one shot to the back of his head. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, well, that escalated what quickly. What a liberty. Now, Otto believed in his quick-thinking moment that they could make it appear that burglars had intruded into the family home and murdered Fred. He took a diamond-encrusted chain watch off Fred. So it was one of those... A diamond-encrusted memento from Bruce and Walsh. Do you remember that from Sale of the Century? (laughs) (laughs) Or Century, I do. I don't think I've heard Bruce and Walsh since. I don't even know what Bruce and Walsh are. Were they BMW dealers? I'm pretty sure. No, it was a jewellery shop. Would have been a jewellery. I have no idea. Must be a jewelry shop. No, but wasn't the Diamond Encrusted Memento a BMW memento or was that mm-hmm. something else? Okay. It might have been. No, that's if you got the car, wasn't it? It was like, wasn't someone just got like a, bar- a badge? The badge or something like oh, a was pin, it? Maybe. And it was Diamond Encrusted. Oh, God. Oh, Sale of the Century. See? I think I've got memory distrust syndrome. He took a Diamond Encrusted fob watch off Fred, locked Dolly in a, a different closet, not the one that would let, oh, because we're in a different house, right? So locks her in a closet, throws the key on the floor and then runs back to his place in the attic. The na- a neighbour had heard the shots and called the police who arrived not long after and they heard Dolly's crying out from this closet and they find the key on the carpet a few feet from her, they open it up. Chief of Detectives Herman Klein was on the scene at the Oesterich home that night. He took an immediate dislike to Dolly Oesterich. Yeah, right, he's on to her. She was too immaculately dressed and carefully made up for a woman of 55, in his opinion. What a liberty. How dare a woman of that age look good, look after herself and wear nice clothes? Well, fuck you, Herman Klein. Oh, jeez, really? Anyway, it's personal. I know it was. It was but, off the but time, but I'm only six years off fifty-five, so I find that highly offensive. Yeah, but it's, it's the twenties, and all, and anyway. also he's quite right. So you know, I don't think you can post-judge him. All I'm prepared to say about her, because you were asking about her lovely lady lumps earlier, in the photographs of her, I'm assuming when she's been arrested at age fifty-five, her lovely lady lumps are resting quite comfortably on her thighs. Around her ankles. She, she, oh. She's been skanking around since got, yeah, before pre-K. I was just... I would just say that she's a she's a busty lady and gravity has taken its time. No, but also she's anyway, been doing the so, do since well before Betty, Betty Boo. Probably. Now... Herman Klein had his suspicions, but given oh, she was in wrong the closet. Oh, you're not wrong about those boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we trust, have... trust you to Google it, Swanee. I love it. I've got to see that for myself. Oh, I can't look. It's in three different colours. It's the same It's a boat. fulsome set, isn't it? And it's, it's quite low hanging. very low hanging fruit yeah. there. So the police couldn't work out how she could possibly have done it because she was locked in this. Because uh, her teeth were dragging right? so along the ground. A, uh, <laughs> she can barely move the poor love. It's a bit of a Houdini type thing. She stuck to her story that the, uh, the burglars had broken in, killed Fred, and locked her up. And whilst his wallet and cash were still on him, the police ascertained that the watch was gone. Fred's close friend and business associate Fred Kuhn said he was a, he was certain a burglar had killed Fred Oesterich. He was one of the most loved men I've ever known. As far as I know, he didn't have an enemy in the one world. One of the most men you've ever known? those that assembled that he and his wife, this is a great close friend right. of Fred's. And to be honest... At this point in Fred's life, he probably wasn't. I just didn't, didn't, I just didn't, didn't realise you were yeah. quoting. He's dead. 
No, I'm quoting because that's because you're not listening. What's that? As far as I know, he didn't have an enemy in the world. He went on to say, Mr. Oesterreich was probably the cause of me moving here and now that he's gone, it seems everything worthwhile that was here when he was alive has faded away. It was the greatest blow of our lives when we learned last night that he'd been killed. I'm sure it's just a case of burglary. So the police keep plugging away but... Dolly, they've got nothing, so Dolly just goes on with her life, and she certainly does. She moves again um, to another place. She told others she wanted to get away from the awful memory of Fred's killing. She moves to a smaller house on North Beachwood Drive. In 1923, in this move, Otto Titzling again moves into another attic. Now, Fred's dead. He doesn't have to hide. But he likes an attic. So he goes into it and also because he's actually killed Fred, he's probably feeling he needs to hide a bit. Yeah. Dolly then tries to settle her late husband's estate and hires an attorney called Herman Shapiro. And, you know, Dolly can't keep a good girl down. Doesn't take long before she takes Herman as another lover. Are you kidding? Herman Shapiro. And she's, no, no. So... Also, somewhat ridiculously, she gave Shapiro the diamond watch that was supposed to have been stolen. The diamond set memento from Bruce and Walsh. What? That's the one. You can't just give them away randomly. (laughs) This property lawyer or whatever. (laughs) Then she sets about getting rid of the guns that had been used in her husband's killing. And again, this is the third lover at the same time. She starts up with another bloke, an actor, and she's having it off with him. And I tell you, she's got stamina. She gives him one of the .25 caliber rifles and, uh, sorry, revolvers and asks him to get rid of it because it was like the gun that killed her husband, but it's not actually the gun that killed my husband. But I don't want the cops thinking that I did it because it's a gun very like it. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need a me one movement at this time. She's off her tits. And they are <laughs> considerable and low hanging. Um, she went to, sorry, he went to the Labria tar pits and he throws this uh, like, so oh. he gets rid of the gun, right? So later on, he finds out about the, her relationship with Shapiro and that he's pretty jealous and unhappy about it. So then he goes to the cops and he shops Dolly, telling them that Shapiro oh. has the missing watch. And he and probably did it. Later on, he then says, oh, and by the way, I got rid of the gun too and tells them where it was. They were able to prove that the watch was the same one that had gone missing at the time of the murder. So they went back to Milwaukee and they actually went to, what's the name of the jewellers? Sorry, Clark. Bruce and Walsh. Bruce they and went Walsh. to Bruce and Walsh jewellers. <laughs> and they were able Is this to one of your masterpieces? Bruce and Walsh jewellers. <laughs> What was that, Tony? Delvey? Bruce and Walsh oh. had actually sold that watch to Fred Oesterock. Ostrich. ostrich. Oh, fuck. Ostrich. There's nothing like a diamond set ostrich to really get things going. Absolutely, absolutely. Although Dolly had said, oh, no, 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 I just found it in a planter box. Yeah. I read planter box and then I also met uh, under the cushions on the couch. So anyway, yeah. she's like, oh, no, I just found it again. Didn't uh, so they rec- as I said, they recovered the gun from the tar pit and there, the second gun, the next door neighbour who she'd been flirting with, although I don't think she actually slept with that one, had obligingly buried the other gun under the uh, rose bushes. So what? both of the guns were pretty damaged by the time the police found them, but they were a match for the calibre and the type that had killed Fred. And, of course, the fact that two people said she gave us the guns to get rid of. Yeah, Just and up, yeah. also she was a bit of a porky pie. So they arrested her on suspicion of first-degree murder. A truth stretcher. She was an absolute truth stretcher. 
She was definitely stretching the truth about some of these things. Also a tit stretcher by the sounds of it. Yes, she was a tit stretcher and a truth stretcher. But Otto had shot Otto killed, that's right. Correct. Whilst in jail, Dolly was visited by Shapiro. Shapiro. Who by this time was actually a bit over her. Shapiro, Shapiro. (laughs) He goes, he's not to the uh, prison, he's not really into her at this point. Um, she doesn't really pick up on it, and she says, "Can you please go to my house? And could you please take groceries for my vagabond half brother who lives in the attic?" Mmm, <gasps> mine handy. Are you um, so he does. <sighs> no, he does, and he finds Otto, who's now middle aged, skinny, Still and skinny. I keep picturing him as Boo Radley, basically. Because what could he not get out on his he's own? Too, right? So he's sort of All right. self isolated. <laughs> Well, that's why she had to send it. Could you please go and see my half uh, vagabond brother and give my him some wit. groceries? Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, okay." Excellent so accent, too. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mine handy. It's terrible, I know. No, it's um, the best one you've done so far. So they get chatting. <laughs> I'm warming no, up. I love it. By the time I finish the story, no, but I I'll love it. Don't get, get me wrong. Right. I'd love it. Well, because I'm, I'm trying to go for something feminine. Otherwise, I'd be hasta la vista, baby. You know, I'll be doing um, uh, Arnie. Arnold. Okay. Anyway, so Shapiro meets Otto, right? They get chatting and Otto, after a little bit of time, tells Herman that he had been Dolly's live-in lover for years and I've been living in this attic. But you're her Vagabond half-brother. And, yeah, look, oh, and I also kind of accidentally killed Kill. So, So when Fred. she's in jail, she didn't dob him in. Has he kept this uh, secret no, for all this time and now he's just singing like a canary? Oh. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of guilt about it. So, of course, Shapiro, Shapiro tells Shapiro, the cops Shapiro. and Otto was arrested uh-huh. and tried for manslaughter. No. That's um, a shit story. So, I'm not finished. <laughs> okay. Relax. The press had a field day with the sensational case. Otto was called the Batman and the Ghost in the Garret. That's Scatman, and nobody wants to be the Scatman. I know. Oh, that is a shit story. What a shit song. All right. Batman. So Earl Seely Wakeman defended Otto and he was a shrewd attorney who specialised in defending accused murderers. Otto had, of course, confessed to the killing but claimed it happened in a struggle over his guns, and I don't mean, you know, his big biceps. <laughs> Otto pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. Wakeman played on the jury's sympathies by saying that his client had been a tool Ooh. in the hands of a much older, more sophisticated and dominant woman. My body is my tool. <gasps> the defendant in the courtroom oh. was no longer the fresh-faced teenage male virgin who'd caught Dolly's eye. He was a sallow complexioned, to your questions, Swanee, small, plain-looking, middle-aged man. Hasty, middle-aged. He had a receding hairline and oh, round, black-horned-rimmed spectacles. He looked like Gollum. He had a nervous twitch that needed that added to the effect of making him look pitiable. In Norman Winsky's Sex and the Criminal Mind, Otto's testinamini is recorded. His testicle amini. Otto's testinamini is tell, recorded. It's when I say what I think whilst I'm scratching my balls. <laughs> That's not nice. That's right. That's not nice. 
Sees now sensory. Anyway. All right. Now I'm going to have to leave that in because it was funny. Otto described an average day for him in the Los Angeles Osterreich house in the years preceding the killing. I made up the beds. The couple was by then sleeping in separate rooms and changed the linen about two times a week. They love to sleep clean. And I made the beds. I can't do it. And I made the beds for them for them and put away their clothes and dusted Fred's clothes because he had some beautiful things and I would keep them in order for him and dust them and dust his shoes you know you know so he would look neat always and then I would wash the dishes if he wasn't home and if he was home he would wash them and Mrs. Osterreich would dry them because I couldn't then it's all a bit weird but I think he means and I would get the vegetables clean and they were clean. Everybody praised her, how clean her things were, and scrubbed the floor oh, and kept it clean. Oh, it just sounds dirty when you, you know? say it like that. She loved to have a beautiful floor and dusted it, you know. Talk about cheap labour. I've got to get myself an auto. Mm. I struggle to get a cleaning lady. That's what I said before. Struggle to struggle to get an auto. Everyone's telling her, look how clean your house is, not knowing it's she's awesome. got a bloke. But imagine how dirty she was before auto. Maybe she's just a... Dirty old mole, and and no, you know, I don't think it's that. No, I mean, no, she's no. rich; she'll have lots of stuff. So she's, they just, but he just must. I can't believe her husband. He's just got nothing else to do. Also, when he's not in the attic. When I was away from my attic, he testified, my the time was so long I didn't measure it in hours. I was frantic until I returned. That's the insight into the mm. fact that he he didn't like leaving the attic. He became, uh, you know, a recluse. A recluse yeah. Then he talks about how. Um, the only way to sort of get his way with her was to use a bit of manipulation okay. and he'd go on Sexy hunger time. strikes. Oh. No, he'd go, he'd do a, he'd, really? He, he said, what? it was sort of defence. I had no other weapon. I did it deliberately. I would go in my attic and I would stay there. I would not come out except just when needed. It's totally fritzel. I just wouldn't eat anything. It's totally fritzel. Nothing that sexier than someone who's fasting. Peace. Maybe it was foolish of me, but I did not. That was my best way of doing it. And she would begin to feel sorry for me, I think, and talk softly to me and bring me food, set it there. Well, now, like in that house, at that little door, you know, outside the door, Wakeman asks. And then she would become not disagreeable but annoyed with me, and then I behaved myself. By behaving yourself, you mean you did what she wanted you to? Yes, sir, Otto replied. And did that have anything to do with sex? The lawyer pressed. Yes, sir. As a rule. Oh. Okay. So Otto oh. was found guilty of manslaughter. However, the statute of limitations for that offence had already expired, leaving Otto titzling San Huber a free man oh, and me wondering yes. why they bothered to go to trial at all. Attorney Jerry Geisler defended Dolly. He was young and little known at the time, but very skilled. And she the jury was quite unable to reach a verdict. Smacked her tits in his face. The majority, and the jurors. The majority were in favour of an acquittal. In 1936, the indictment against her was dismissed. She didn't actually kill Fred. There was no premeditation. Yes, oh. you could say she uh, tampered with evidence and obstructed justice, oh. but they let her go. Look, just because she was a bit of a hornbag doesn't mean she was yeah, exactly. that bad a person. Are you serious? She didn't kill him. <gasps> it was, 
Yeah, 100%. You're just judgy, judgy because she's a sexual oh, woman. Anyway, fuck. you're slut shaming her. You are slut shaming her. Oh. Oh. We'll After that, that they both <laughs> sort of faded into obscurity. Dolly died in 1961, aged 80. Too old. And it was less than two weeks after marrying her second husband, Ray Burt Hendrick. Oh, that was Hendrick, quick. Sorry. What did you her say? Is, after, after being married two weeks, you say? Yeah, yeah. He'd been her um, business manager oh. and she left everything to him. Otto wasn't even a footnote on the will. No. Otto moved to Canada, married a woman uh, and changed his name and that's all you can find about him. So he literally just disappeared into obscurity and I'm hoping that that was a slightly healthier relationship. Oh, you would hope so. And I don't believe that they plotted to kill Fred. Uh, after nine years of hanging out in the attic, it was a pretty comfy, wumpy situation. I do think that the domestic violence had probably been escalating and Otto genuinely thought he was protecting Dolly. He was protecting Dolly three times and one to the back of the head. Sorry, Schmitty, who was, who was committing the domestic violence? Fred. Frank. Fred was. Fred. Who's Frank? Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's so me. Say that. Frank Barry. I don't really? know. I, the man whose name Fred was. Fred. Fred was a heavy drinker. Husband. They, they yeah. used to argue. So Dolly's, Dolly's got her shag living in the attic upstairs, and Fred's the problem. And I'm and I'm blood <laughs> shaming. She's not beating Fred. She's gas. She's gaslighting Fred, but she's not. She's not beating him. She's not poisoning him. She's not going out of her way apart from trying to just avoid him, I think, and ignore him and get good orgasms from someone else, anyone else by the look of it. I don't actually have any sentences for them. I just think it was probably an unfortunate situation, although maybe I would send Otto to a nice sunny place like the Caribbean <laughs> where he can ride on a beach instead of locked up in an attic. Yeah. And get some vitamin D. That'd be a nice spot for him. Something nice for Mm. him, I think. Mm. Dolly could do probably with a chastity belt just to rest that perineum of hers eight times in one day, (laughs) if you don't mind. Um, (gasps) But yeah, I picked this one because I thought it was kind of weird, but but not sweet. I mean, someone did die. The the accent was my favourite. I I want that. I like the accent work particularly. You do more German stories because that kept me entertained for a long time. Same here. I think you need to do like if if Clarkie did sort yes, of like correct. um cruise crimes, I, I think you need to do dramatic based crime. Oh no no, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want you to crime. feel like your Mine accent hunt. was the crime. Yeah, I, I did like it was really good. Accent. Oh it was though, yeah. No, no, but it, I mean I've done way worse <laughs> accents. I get it was funny, <laughs> but you know, to any Germans listening, I apologize. So any thoughts on a sentence? Yeah, no, I haven't got any. I can't even understand the crime. I think it was sort of an accident, although a little gratuitous shooting him three times. But then again, it was, you know, heightened situation, so yeah. maybe that was a – and I think yeah. a .25 calibre pistol is one of those. The police in this said it's a woman's gun. It's not a big calibre gun. It's a very small calibre pistol. You'd have to be right up close to someone. I realise I'm not a good person and I know that because whereas if the last crime when we were in uh, Iceland and I was so outraged by the fact that disservice done to the people who had been made to, uh, what's the word I'm after, it to a crime, confess, a crime they didn't necessarily commit yeah, under ridiculous circumstances, this one, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised it got as far down the track as it did because, <laughs> frankly, it's like, oh, what, 90, what? how many years? Yeah, I was like, good on you all for living together as a love triangle for that long. I think they need to be praised, really. I good see, on them. But remember by Someone's the time they went to it. trial, he was middle-aged. Oh, I know. So he must – uh, there's a time warp that happens somewhere along here 
because if he's when you first started talking, you, I thought you said and then he's middle age, and I've, I've lost all track. Yeah, she was twelve. Now there's some kind of time warp because Fred's killed in 1922. Yeah, but you said 1880 to start with, and so I'm, that's that's mm. when she's born. No, no, yeah, I'm so talking about she's involving too, too much maths for me. Right, at this oh, time. numbers. Yeah, no, I can't. Fair enough, I oh, where's your abacus? Everyone's uh, anyway. Our listeners are dropping off. <laughs> but see, it could it could be because it could be a fair period of time between Fred being killed and them arresting her because they had nothing on her for ages. And then yeah. she carries on the affair with Shapiro. Otto's in the new house with her in the attic again. She's more, it's more like a moral um, a moral issue that I have because she didn't actually kill, kill anybody. Mm. That guy was stupid enough to go and stay in the, the attic. I'm like, no one, he could have left really. No, she wasn't threatening him not to leave. She was just had a bit of the... Something that he wanted. Oh, <laughs> it might have been a bit of an Oedipus, a bit of an Oedipal thing, you know. Um, uh, there's a suggestion that because his, I don't know that he knew his, he didn't know his birth mother, and I'm not sure that he what his relationship with his actual mother was. So there could have been a bit of a maternal and sexual thing going on there. Oh, really? Oh, get in my oh, head. I'm sorry. Get out of my yeah. head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't actually her son, so it's a complex. It's a, one of those Freudian things. And Freud's out of vogue now. We don't listen to Freud anymore. I think Clucky's got something to say. I'm going to lose my yeah. shit any minute here. <laughs> Is it about someone being murdered? No. I, I'm, go on, Clucky. I'm He's going to slut shame away. Yeah, I know. Here you go. Oh Are you buckled in? Oh, my God. I'm I was going to let loose earlier. No, and I, I had I'm to breathe and I had to. My God, this <laughs> this woman is everything that is wrong with society today, and and most times nowadays it's men who play that no, role. No, that's Sam Newman, and one hundred percent right. Most time nowadays it's men that play that role, but that role she is playing is the problem with the world. And we're trying to blame the poor bloke who has no safe place, nowhere to stay, who gets sucked in by the person who offers sex and, and riches and food and locks him in the attic and he goes for that. She then gaslights her own husband, blah, 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 you know, switch gender roles, let's, mo- let's move 100 years forward. My God, she is awful, as are so many people nowadays. And I don't, I'm, I'm not at all taking in gender in this, that role she played is disgusting and that role that anyone plays is disgusting and how dare we try to make Otto the problem or Fred the problem. She is absolutely the problem and I want to take her down in whatever gender role she happens to play. (laughs) You're entitled to your opinion. (laughs) This is trial by way. So I just, yeah, no. So if she was a man and he was a woman, no. he would have had probably six kids to her and that would have created a whole lot of other problems, right? So it's it's the role that these people True. play, not their gender, that is the problem. And we need to stop putting gender on this stuff and go, that behaviour is disgusting and manipulative and that's the problem. It's not the gender. The, the gender is... Almost nonsense. It's not yet, and we've got a long way to go still, but until we start calling out 
the role that people play rather than their gender, we are going to always fail. That, that's a fine point. But what you're doing here is you're assuming that Otto is a victim. Otto quite willingly went into that situation yeah. three different why do, times. Why do you say quite willingly? Why do you say quite willingly? Because when he moved to California, he moved back in with her apartment again. Even after Fred was dead, he goes back to the attic. Coercive control. If a poor woman moves in with a rich man, is he the victim or is she the victim? But now you're making it about gender. But also, you're also you're taking his agency away. You're, he at no point said he was coerced into I'm not this. making it about gender. I'm saying what happens is that when people have power and have influence, they can make people do strange things. And in the current conversation, we are all about you need to disconnect that. And I see a whole lot of parallels between her behaviour and that. what's going on at the moment. So what I'm saying is I that... Get what you- where let's, you're coming let's, from? Let's but are you yucking something. his yum? No, I'm, I'm yucking her yum. Maybe he had I'm, a kink for older ladies. But no, also, but maybe he just wanted to fuck now you, old ladies. Now you sound like Sam Newman. My God. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the problem, right? I'm not yucking anyone's yuck or yum. I'm saying that she's the problem. And, and we're sitting here going... Fred might have been the issue because he was the domestic violence one. While she's she's hiding, you said it earlier. She's hiding a shag in the fricking attic, and he's the problem. I don't think he's the problem. I don't know. There was a domestic violence situation that escalated, which caused him to get killed. But I don't actually think he was a major issue. She was happy to stay with him. She was the problem. She didn't intend for him to get killed. If not for her, none of this would have happened. We don't. I'm going to sentence her to fricking. Living, oh, right. living with Kathy Bates and getting cobbled, put up in there. Yeah, we're getting cobbled and hobbled. And <laughs> all right. Well, sorry for yawning. It is nearly. Hang on. What are you sentencing? You can't just move on. <laughs> I'm not sentencing. I don't see. I'm, I'm not sentencing. I said from the beginning. I'm. It's not that I don't see a crime here, but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just not where you are on this. What? I don't want to yuck his yum, and uh, I don't want to slush shame. So. <laughs> You know, I think I've already done enough so, of that so in the world. So if, if Sam Newman so. was a slut and he did wrong things, would you be slut-shaming him by calling him out on his bad behaviour? Asking for a friend. If, if it turned out Sam Newman, for, I don't know why we talk about him particularly, but a man had a woman in his attic for nine years and she came out and said, I didn't have an issue with it. I liked being in the attic I, and I'm a consenting adult. I don't know why I've got a problem myself with this. Because so I, I don't know where I why, why I can't mind my own business and say well if, if she truly feels that way I'm not going to isn't that down. isn't that coercive control? <laughs> how, how many times do we have domestic violence situations where people think everything's fine until they realise it's not? The thing about coercive control is that you feel like you can't leave. I don't never felt like he couldn't leave. He never reported that once. And he didn't seem to mind her old fun bags being down around her knees. <laughs> Don't yuck his yum. No, no, she'd given him a better life, right, because he'd come from a troubled background. Ugh, it's disgusting. Well, no, but he, he was doing quite well she, being a repairman for the scene. She could have left her husband. She could have left her husband and moved in with yeah, him if she income. really wanted that, but she didn't want that. She wanted the money from Frank and... Correct. Why would you? So what, why is that his problem? It's her problem. That's what I'm saying. She's the problem. She's getting, oh, she's right. well, I'm, I'm not sentencing. I'm, I'm saying. Trudy, where did you get, I'm more interested in where you got, don't 
Yeah, he's young. Yeah, Did no, you make that up? No, 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 no. It's a no, thing. It's a I've thing. It's a thing. But oh yeah, we talk about slut shaming. It's it's we're not. We're going to talk about this off air. Yuck my yum. And I'm, I'm going to come back to this in many future no, podcasts. No, we are. And I'm going to come down oh, hard. This is this is not out. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> it's not yeah, okay. after this. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. <laughs> On Otto Titsling, Dolly Ostrich. Oh, Fittisane, my pet, my <laughs> honey. Mm. See the, the accents are the best part. I love that. <laughs> All right. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Love you already. Bye. Miss you already. Ciao, bye. Ciao, bye. I'll be the That was a cracker. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.